Hi, I'm Pastor Brad Inman, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that journey. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. Pastor Adam's going to be preaching uh, from Psalm 45, as well as songs of songs. And so we invite you now to turn in your Bible uh, to Psalm 45, if you have it. And hear now God's word. My heart overflows with a goodly theme. I address my verses to the king. My tongue is like the pen of a ready scribe. You are the most handsome of men. Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore, God has blessed you forever. Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. Your royal scepter is a scepter of equity. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Your robes are all fragrant with myrrh and aloes and kasha. From ivory palaces, stringed instruments make you glad. Daughters of kings are among your ladies of honor. At your right hand stands the queen in gold of Ophir. The voice of my beloved, look, he comes, leaping upon the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he stands behind our wall, gazing in at the windows, looking through the lattice. My beloved speaks and says to me, arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. For now the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth its figs, and the vines are in blossom. They give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, church. I'm Adam Seat, lead pastor here at Orange, and I'm thankful for your being with us today, whether you're virtually, online, or those that are here in person. One more announcement that might have been a little awkward for her to have made was that this afternoon from 2 to 4, we're having a sprinkle for Pastor Corey and Tiagan and Ephraim and the baby-to-be. And so we are. Uh, it's going to be a drop-by opportunity for you to come by, just come by and be able to help share this celebration with them. And so you're invited. That's from two to four this afternoon right here in this space. And so thank you for being here today. Each time we come together to worship and praise God on a Sunday, it reminds me of, like I said a few weeks ago, about placing water in my plant and seeing it come back to life. And, and it's this connection that we come back together. Today I'll use a different image. It's kind of like a cell phone being plugged in to be charged up. That's the way I feel like as I go throughout the week, I become depleted. And then it's the opportunity to be together and to worship and encounter God. And it's us getting plugged back in. And so it's in this time that we try to really focus on drawing from our source, our source of life, our source of hope, our source of strength. And so as we've heard the word as it has been read, now let us prepare for the word as it's to be proclaimed. Let us pray. Lord God Almighty, as we come into this place, we come with expectant hearts. We come already having lifted up songs of praise, lifted up our hearts, We come giving thanks for those that have greeted us, that have spoken to us, those that have shared the love already. And we come knowing that through 
our being together and through our being with you. You're renewing us from within. And so now, Lord, we pray that you might truly speak to us. Speak to us in a way that might capture our imagination. Speak to us in such a way that might open our hearts and minds. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, would you transform these words that proceed from my mouth and as they fall upon our ears and penetrate our hearts, may they be changed into the word of God that we may need to hear today as individuals and collectively as one body. Lord, we pray this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, Amen. Last Sunday, I mentioned that this coming Saturday is my son's wedding. This coming Saturday, that he and his fiancée, Caroline, will be getting married at the Ralston Arboretum outdoors in Raleigh. And so that leads to all sorts of anxiety, especially as we're coming through a week where we're hearing on the news about a hurricane that may be impacting parts of the country. And we're looking towards Saturday and being outdoors. And whether the hurricane's here or not, it may be about 90 degrees or so. So that'll make a great afternoon at 4 o'clock. But we're excited. We're excited as we're looking forward to, to being able to witness these two. Jacob, he's a structural engineer in Raleigh, and uh, his fiance Caroline, she is a school teacher uh, teaching art in Sanford. And so as these two are preparing uh, and going through all the wedding plans, God knew what he was doing when he gave me two boys instead of two girls because we don't have to do as much of the wedding planning. However, it's enough to create enough stress and angst and anxiety for us. I'm excited that uh, the one that is going to be doing the wedding is the Reverend Kirk Oldham. He was the director of Raleigh Wesley Foundation, where the two of them met at that time. And so Kirk is coming to be able to oversee that wedding and to be a part of that and to tie the knot. And tying the knot is an interesting phrase when we think of that in regards to a wedding. It actually is a, it comes from a tradition that goes back so many years. It's the ancient Celtic practice of hand tying, hand fasting, where the two hands of the bride and the groom would be tied together. And, and in the United Methodist Church, we sort of continue a similar tradition. One of my favorite parts of the wedding ceremony as we have in our United Methodist Book of Worship is towards the end of the wedding, after the vows have been done, after the rings have been exchanged, where the minister, if the minister is wearing a stole, a stole which signifies the yoke of obedience that the pastor has accepted to, to serve and represent God, where he'll, he or she will take that stole and will wrap it around the hands of the couple, sort of symbolizing that God is the one that is tying the knot, binding these two together, and pronouncing that they are wedded couple. And so it's in that beautiful image that we're going to get to witness them tying the knot. And I think it's funny that God really has a great sense of humor. Because a few months ago, we decided that we were going to do a series called Songs of Summer. And we were going to look at the appointed psalms. As you may know, that every Sunday there are four appointed scripture lessons for each uh, of each Sunday. One is an Old Testament reading. One is a psalm. One is a gospel lesson, is one, and one is from the epistles. And so each week, these have been decided years, years ago. And it just so happens that on today, we have a psalm that is titled, 
a wedding, a royal wedding psalm. I think God thought it was kind of funny to play that trick on me since our mind is so much on this wedding and so much that is taking place uh, that he would give me this royal wedding psalm. And as we started with Psalm 45, as Pastor Corey read that, we really start getting this image that, that God is speaking of this. Uh, the psalmist is writing about the, the beauty, the handsomeness of the groom. The strength and the wisdom, and it goes on and on and describes in many different ways. Now, some Jewish interpretation has been that this is really, while it might have literally been about a royal wedding that was to take place, it might be an allegory speaking of of God's love of Israel and how one day this royal wedding would take place when the Messiah would come and redeem Israel as they had always anticipated. Now, so this Jewish interpretation was that not only might it have been for a literal wedding, but it also was this allegory, this image of God one day coming and claiming his bride, which sounds familiar to you as followers of Christ, because we also know how, as Christians, we believe that Jesus will one day return and come back for his bride, the church. And so it can also give us this same image of a wedding. So as I read through those scriptures and was trying to think, wow, there it is. That's the sermon. What else do, is there to say? And so I decided, well, let's see what else is in the scriptures that are appointed for today. And of course, Song of Solomon or Song of Songs. I can stand before you right now and in my 24 years of serving as a preacher, I've never preached once on any passage of scripture from the Song of Songs. It is one of those passages that when you start to read it, you start to wonder, why is this in the Bible? It's one of those scriptures as you read through it. Uh, uh, if you have young children, I would encourage you to skip over that. Uh, it's, uh, there are certain parts, certain images that are, uh, can make a setting a little bit uncomfortable. And so sure enough, as I look at the appointed scripture, the Old Testament lesson for today, set years ago, is from the Song of Songs, or Song of Solomon. And it speaks, once again, it speaks of this incredible love that is had. And once again, in researching and looking at it, there's a lot of of people that would interpret Song of Solomon as this allegory, once again, this image of God coming for his bride. That's a difficult read when you get to certain passages in Song of Solomon. There are certain things that I don't want to think about God in that sort of way. And so it's awkward, to say the least. And so as I'm struggling, and and folks, let me tell you, preaching is not an easy thing to do. We struggle. Pastor Brad knows what I'm talking about. Pastor Corey knows what I'm talking about. Anybody, Pastor Rick, as we'll get to hear in a few weeks, anybody that has a chance to stand before you to interpret the scriptures, knows it's a challenge for us to figure out. And so as I'm looking at the Song of Songs, and I'm looking at Psalm 45, and I'm trying to think, okay, they both, uh, traditional historic images, are that it's an allegory for this relationship that God has with his people, but it's also speaking of a wedding and this love that, uh, that two people would have for one another. Where, God, where can I go here? And it really did start make me thinking about the process this, that we go through 
and uniting a couple. And making sure that they understand that the love that they have for one another. And ultimately for me, when I think about that love that we have for one another, I'm also reminded of this love that we enter into in a relationship with God. This commitment that we make to God when we take and accept Jesus finally as our own. That we are His and He is ours. And so today, as we live into this love relationship with one another, I thought about, let's take another part. Let's take something else and use that as an allegory. It's it's not just a commitment between a man and a woman or a couple as they are to be married, but let's take a look at it and what it would mean if we were making that relationship with God, making that same type of commitment. Now, in the United Methodist Church, we like to use what are traditional vows. Sometimes couples may write their own vows to one another, but we have a set of vows that are a reminder of the commitment that truly is being made to one another. But for me today, I want to say that this is the kind of commitment that we're making to God, that this is going to be our wedding song, that this is our wedding vows. At that point in the service when a marriage is to be going on, There's the pastor that leads this couple and looking into the eyes of one another and making these vows. I'll use myself and my wife as our names here. I, Adam, take you, Jennifer, to be my wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death us two part, according to God's holy ordinance. And thereto I pledge you my faith. Now, in preparation for a service, I like to walk a couple through those vows and help us understand what each line means and how it might relate to us. And so today, I'm going to imagine that you're my couple. <laughs> you're one and God is the other part. So let's make sure that we're all on the same page as we make this vow living into this allegory. To have and to hold. To have When I read through, as Pastor Corey was reading through that passage from Song of Songs, you hear how possessive it is as it turns into, let me find my page, (laughs) as it turns into the voice of my beloved. Look, he comes leaping up on the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. The my, these my and this pet name for one another, my dove, my love, my beloved. It's this possessive nature. You know, throughout the scriptures, we're reminded that God says that he is a jealous God. God is a jealous God. He wants you. You are his. But in that same context, he is ours. God is ours. It's this possessive, this to have. When we enter into a relationship with God, it is this thing that is we are one. We are one with God. To have and to hold. I always like to tell people how important that intimacy is. Holding hands with one another. A simple embrace. You know, physical human contact seems to almost r- r- lower our stress. And when that, and we enter into a relationship with God, it means that we're going to take those times to be intimate, to be st- simply with God. God, one on one. Take those, time, those moments away 
pray, to reveal, to pour it all out to God. When we are in this relationship with one another, we know how important it is to be a part of that relationship, to be one, to have and to hold. From this day forward, this commitment that we make as we move forward, that we recognize that there was a time before, and now there's a time after. The time before is something different, that we are transformed. We're given new life from this day forward. For better, for worse, for richer, for poor. We recognize that there are going to be times in this life that we go through times of struggle, times of strife. That everything isn't going to be all peachy keen, but we're going to be together. When we know that even in those lowest moments, God is there with us, that allows us to continue to hold on in sickness and in health. We recognize in this season that we're in this period that seems to be so much sickness all around us. But it is our God that brings us through all trials and tribulations. And to love and to cherish. Till death us do part. According to God's holy ordinance. And there too, I pledge you my faith. That's the beautiful thing about this relationship with God. That which begins here on earth does not cease at the end of our time here on earth. For at the very last breath, we're immediately in the presence of God Almighty. These royal weddings, this wedding psalm and this song of Solomon that reminds us of this love that God has for his people and this love that we have for one another. Today may it be a renewal of that commitment that we have towards him. Today may it be a reminder of that commitment as we renew to him, of that which God renews within us. So today, may we take hold of this royal song, wedding song. Let us pray. Lord God Almighty, as you are that which binds us together, Lord, I give thanks, for it is through the gift of your love that we are made whole. It is through the gift of Jesus Christ that we are made complete once again. And so today, Lord, may we find ourselves renewing our commitment to you, reaffirming our love of you, but also recognizing that that love which you have poured out for us that makes us new every morning. And so today, God, as we embrace that which you have given, may we be able to share that love with all the world. We pray this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.